right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me all right. I am in the car, so of course, the sound is not going to sound crisp and clear like it would be if I was in my studio. But anyways, just wanted to just kind of put it out there. I've been uh, now driving for about roughly an hour. And uh, maybe not quite an hour. Yeah, about an hour. I've been driving for roughly about 50, 55 minutes. And I was listening to some podcasts. Some of, uh, I was listening to one particular podcast. I'm not going to mention his name. But he's a very popular podcaster on Podbean. We're just going to say that. He gets millions upon millions upon millions of downloads. And typically, he's one that I enjoy listening to. However, there is one thing that he, he I, I've noticed some, still, I still notice some inconsistencies with his messaging. Now, I don't know if it's by design or, or what, 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 what his, uh, what his messaging is on his, uh, on his platform. But I was just listening to a recent podcast. Like I said, I'm not going to mention the show or mention his name, but I will say this. He's a very popular podcaster on Podbean. And he just recently just, I just listened to a show. It was from a few days back where he was talking about and criticizing about the white hats being in control. It's like, well, he wants to be very critical about that. And granted, there are a lot of people out there that hang their hope on other people doing the hard work for them in, the, in, in, in as far as the restoration of the, of the Republic of America. Now, although I share his sentiments in that aspect, we cannot be people in this great nation sitting idle and hoping that somebody else will do the hard work for us. That's kind of one of the reasons why, as Americans, why we got in this place to begin with. And again, for the record, I am driving in the car, so if you hear background noise and the sound doesn't sound crisp and clear, that's because I'm not in my studio today. But I figured I'd just kind of, like I said, put this message out there. But continuing on, that's one of the reasons why we got in this mess to begin with. We hoped and hung our hat on other people thinking that they had our best interest at heart and basically just sat quiet in the background and just believed that if we vote certain people in, that they would do the hard work for us and that they would, you know, do what they can for us, right? But this particular podcaster wants to be very critical over White Hats. Now, let's define what the White Hats possibly are. It's not just military, okay? There are very key people key individuals that are also non-military that are also considered white hats. People that are businessmen and women that are helping restore this republic. One would actually probably say that Donald John Trump, the commander-in-chief, is a white hat. But he never served in the military. Some would say the people in General Assembly, in the lawful assembly, are white hats. Okay? Some have served military, some have not. Now, this particular individual who likes to be very critical of white hats being in control, but yet keeps saying, well, if the white hats are in control, you know, yet we still have drag queen story hour taking place in all of our schools. And we have 
uh, in all of our public libraries, and we have this happening in our public schools, and we have the mind rape of this happening to the, you know our kids, and blah 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 blah. Again, but yet all this stuff is happening, but the white hats are in control. Listen, I understand his sentiments, and I understand the frustration. But there are still some things that this particular individual, I don't care what his status is and what his past experience has been as far as the military goes and his you know, knowledge with the Department of Defense and so on and so forth. But here's the thing. I'm just going to say this because we just recently had an individual and I'm not going to divulge too much information because phone calls um, and meetings must be kept private when it comes to assembly business. But... You know, at the end of the day, we have people who think it's um, that the assembly, I guess we'll just say, of people, that we are here to be able to fix individual problems. I hate to break it to people, but the general assembly of states is not here to fix an individual problem. For example, if somebody is unlawfully imprisoned or somebody's dealing with uh, an unconstitutional seizure of their bank account because they, you know, maybe they don't, you know, they, they, they haven't paid their taxes, right? And now they're, they're, their bank accounts are seized and now they're at risk of being in prison. We can't, as an assembly, okay, and I'm speaking in general broad terms here, we can't, as an assembly, fix individual men and women's problems. Now, that said, this is the biggest reason why we need to have our General Assembly of states reach 38 states plus. We have 50 states. We need 38 out of 50. Why is that? Well, read your Article 5 in the Constitution. That's three quarters of the 50 states. We need three quarters. Now, back in the colonial days when we had 13 states, three quarters of the states would be nine. Well, today that's 38. So we got a lot more states that we need to assemble. And by the way, somebody put in the chat, can you hear me loud and clear? I know that I got some people listening live. Can you I mean I know it may not be clear because I'm in the car, but can can you hear and and understand what I'm saying? Just want to make sure before I continue on. Well anyway, while somebody's writing in the chat here. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it, Naga Grandma. Thank you very much for that. So I can so back to what I was saying. We can't help individual people and their problems. It's not to say that we don't want to. We don't have the ability to. Just like I've been getting messages and emails from people in Canada saying that they want to assemble their country, but they, they, they've been trying to reach out to the National Assembly via email but haven't gotten any response back. Well, there's a reason for that. Again, we can't assist and help, not saying that we're going to do it for other countries, but we can't assist until we get our own stuff together first. It's like when you fly in an airplane, right? What do they tell you right before flight, at pre-flight? You always have the stewardess, the flight attendant. I don't know if stewardess is even a proper term anymore these days with today's world culture, but we'll just use the term flight attendant. For, for general purposes, they always give you the demonstration on how to in, put on your mask in the event of an emergency, your oxygen mask, right? And they say you have to secure your own mask first before you can assist your neighboring passengers. Well, there's a reason for that. 
you will not be effective if you are incapacitated. You will not be effective in helping your fellow passengers if you can't help yourself first. Well, it's the same thing in the assembly. We can't help individual men and women. We can't help and assist other countries because, for one, it's actually meddling as a, as a foreign nation. We can't really just go in and as assembly and say, okay, this is what you got to, you know, we're going we're gonna to assemble your country for you. No, that's not how that works. You, we have to assemble our own nation first, and then other nations like Canada and others would have to replicate, okay, right? They would have to replicate what America is doing, all right? Now, if you read the Articles of Confederation, read Article 11. Now, to our brothers and sisters to the north in Canada, I will give you this little hint, okay? Industry has set this on, on various phone calls as well and in interviews like the ones that he has done on Lena's show, Power, Passion, Freedom. Our Canadian brothers and sisters could certainly turn their provinces, their provinces into states that are part of the Union of the United States of America. However... You have to go to, uh, what is it, alaskadejure.org. Follow their footsteps. Follow that footprint. Study their documents. Look very closely at how they assembled Alaska. Alaska is a lot different than the other lower 48 in Hawaii. Look at Alaska. The reason I say look at Alaska is because when they tried figuring out who owned Alaska. The local governing body, if you will, of Alaska, the de facto, they, they, nobody knew who owned Alaska. And so the assembly settled that state as an original settlement, if I, if I understand correctly. I'm not sure if my words are proper here, but again, in lesser form, their, their assembly is a lot different than the lower 48. So again, back to the brothers and sisters in Canada. Go to alaskadejure.org and study their documentation, okay? Per the Article 11, back to Article 11 in the Articles of Confederation, Canada, per the Charter, has a long-standing invitation to become part of the Union of States of the United States of America. Now, that's a beautiful thing. But again, we can't assist in that because, again, we are trying to focus on our own assemblies. It's not that we're trying to hate on you guys because we want nothing more than you guys to become part of our assembly of states, part of our union. Now, back to this podcaster that I was started to speak on. And forgive me that I'm jumping all over the place. Like I said, this is just a general conversation, general discussion, as I'm driving two hours away from my state meeting. And by the way, I see we got Lisa from Georgia in the house. Hello, hello, from Michigan. She did. You did an excellent presentment, by the way. I was listening to your presentment on the education call on your three phase uh, for, for you know new members. I thought that was an excellent presentation. So I just wanted to put that out there. I cannot wait to see Michigan and other states adopt that. So hello, Lisa from Georgia. Glad to have you here. Um, Lisa is, seems to be a very knowledgeable and very outstanding assembly member from the state of Georgia. They have a great assembly down there. And uh, I'd like to have her eventually on the show to maybe just have just general dialogue, have you know just general conversations about different topics about our assembly, whether if it's about the public notice that got put out to the POTUS and Joint Chiefs of Staff, or talking about the fundamental orders of uh, 1638, or what have you, right? She's a very knowledgeable individual. I've been wanting to have 
very trustworthy and knowledgeable people, men and women, in the assembly from different states to have just conversations in broad senses, you know, broad spectrums on the podcast. But anyways, but back to this individual on the podcast that I was talking about, back to the him being critical of white hats being in control. You have to understand, when it comes to the white hats, which again, as is I define it as good men and women, patriots in the military, good men and women that are business owners like Donald John Trump and others. Okay, just because he's not a military service member does not mean he is not a white hat. People like Lisa Destry, um, and I'm not going to give a whole ton of names, but other people that are in general assembly, I would define these people as white hats as well. Myself, okay, right? And uh, people like Donna Brandenburg, she would be considered a white hat, okay? So back to this guy who, again, is very popular in Podbean saying, oh, well, if the white hats are control, we wouldn't have this happening or we wouldn't have that happening or, or we wouldn't have this taking place. Well, here's the thing. The deep state is very far and wide reaching, okay? And we're not going to purge. We do not. You do not have, we do not have the capacity to just go in and sweep in all at once to get all these bad guys, okay? And it cracks me up when I hear him be critical continuously on his freaking show. And again, I'm not trying to sling mud, but I'm trying to make a point here. We, the people, obviously far outnumber the deep state. There is no doubt about it. We far outnumber the deep state. That's both the higher upper echelons of the deep state as well as the lower rung of the ladder, the little minions in the deep state, right? Like the people in mainstream media, the people in the school boards, right? These people, you know, the people that run public libraries that allow drag queen story hour for our five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds. Which that brings me to another point, but let me finish this point first. We cannot abolish the entire deep state apparatus until we get all of our states, or at least minimum 38 states assembled. Okay? Until we get our 38 states assembled, we absolutely cannot eliminate these people 100%. Now, is it happening? Yes, it is. Is it happening at the pace we all want? No, it's not. But it is happening. Okay? The military is definitely in control. We are under government. We are under military law. We are under, you know, military rule. Okay? Libra code. The military is following the orders per the 21 requisitions by we the people. Okay? Now, once we get our 38 states, here's the thing. As I explain it to many people in the past, or not in the past, but recently, again, there's so many people that say, well, I have a friend that's in prison, you know, for, for, uh, for unlawful reasons, you know, blah, 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 all right? What can the assembly do to help my friend? We need to get him or her out of prison. What about the J6 people? Uh, you know, it's just, here's the thing. Even though we, the people in General Assembly, have the power, we yield the power of the sword. Unfortunately, we only have 15 states assembled. We don't have the strength in numbers to lift that sword, if you will. 
we need 75% strength. And if you've ever held an actual true sword, they're heavy. I mean, a real sword, not some fake piece of crap metal one. I'm talking a real genuine sword. They're heavy. Now, 15 states is not enough states to yield and carry that sword. That's why we need 38 states. Now, when we have 38 states, we finally will have the ability ability to yield that power and hold that sword high. At which that point, the military will come in and do an audit and comb through every single documentation that the Assembly of States have to make sure everything that we are doing has been kept up in a constitutional and lawful order because if they're going to submit their authority to we the people in assembly, well, they need to make sure that we have our ducks in a row and everything that we did was lawful. Does this make sense? So I say all that to say this. We can't help the nation as a whole and help people that are wrongfully imprisoned for unconstitutional purposes or unlawful purposes or what have you until we can get our crap together and get our assembly of states. This is why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know more? Go to national-assembly.net. Okay, it's national-assembly.net. If you want to learn more about how to assemble your state, that is where you start. Go to the forums, okay? You go to the forums. You can sign up for a free account so you can participate in the forums, in the blog, or not so much the blogs, but in the forums, okay? Search for your state, search for your county, see if your state and county is assembled. You can start general discussions with people in your local area. And if you can't find anybody in your forums, then what you can do is you can um, email me at jmjdirect at protonmail.com. That's jmjdirect at protonmail.com. Okay. And put in the subject line, your state and your county or county and state, doesn't matter what order, but your county and state in the subject line and your basic information, just first and last name, doesn't have to be real real detailed, and like the best contact phone number that a communication secretary can get a hold of you at to give you more information if you decide to proceed down the path of learning more about joining your assembly. Now, by giving your phone number, no, you are not going to get solicited. Your information does not get sold. A legitimate communication secretary that is an assembly member will reach out to you to kind of field you and kind of vet you in a sense because again the assembly is open to the public that anyone that wants to join but make no mistake there is a vetting process because we don't want to have infiltrators come into the assembly create disruptions and infiltrate and basically delay our process of getting our 38 states we have enough of that crap happening already and we don't need any more nonsense like that This assembly of states is very, very important business, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something we take very lightly. And believe you and me, the people that do come into the assembly with, with motives to infiltrate, trust me, they're going to get found out very quickly, very easily. Many have already. Their names are being documented. And yes, when we come out of interim status, sadly, those people, 
they're going to get charged for trying to overthrow a lawful government. That is, we the people in the de jure government, a constitutional republic. And yes, they will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. So, we need our 38 states, ladies and gentlemen. And so if you need to know more, again, if you want to find out more and have somebody reach out to you, you can email me at jmjdirect at protonmail.com. Yes, I know it's an email based out of Switzerland. I am looking at other options right now. But for right now, because time hasn't afforded me to look at other stuff, this is what we got to work with right now. Or you could also email me at jmjdirect at gmail.com. Yeah, I know that's no better because it's Google. At the end of the day, we're still under the apparatuses of a lot of, you know, uh, well, bad entities that run most of the Internet. Again, another reason why we need to get our assembly of states. Now, just make no mistake. When we do get our assembly of states, that's not to say that, oh, oh, we got our 38 states overnight. Everything is better. No, there's still a process of cleaning things up. OK, that is just the beginning of the process. OK, it's like think of it as starting a new job. You don't just start a new job and dive right into all the uh you know, you don't dive right into all the uh, the duties, right? I mean, there's still learning that needs to take place when you start a new job. Well, that's the same thing with the Assembly of States. Once we get our 38-plus states, yes, there still is a learning process before we can start taking, you know, while we take, you know, have oversight of all the de facto government offices, both on the local level to the federal level. So at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, assembling is the only way that we take power in this nation. Donald Trump clearly stated that, okay? And I'm gonna have to cut off pretty soon because I gotta turn on my GPS because I cannot remember what exit I needed off of I-69 of where I needed to go. Uh, Cause like I said, I'm going to a state meeting so I'm gonna cut it off here very shortly. But the thing of the matter is folks, do not sit on the sidelines and wait for somebody else to do something for you. Be a part of the solution. Like General Michael Flynn said, local action equals national impact. Do not write on the coattails of other people. That got us in big trouble because the coattails we wrote on, those people did not have our best interest at heart. Okay? So, you want to know more, go to national-assembly.net. That's the National Assembly website. To our brothers and sisters in Canada, if you want to learn how to assemble your provinces and join the Union of States, you got to follow what Alaska did, not Michigan. Not Florida. you got to follow what Alaska did. And their website is alaskadejure.org. Check it out. And, of course, my personal website, www.hishardline.com. I am Jason, your co-host. And, again, with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. And thank you for all, all, all of you for joining me while I drive and make this drive a little quicker for me. I really appreciate it. I ask for all of your prayers, not just for me individually, but for the Assembly of Michigan, the General General Assembly of Michigan, and for all the assemblies across this nation, Georgia, California, Alaska. We pray for all of these assemblies and all of our county assemblies. And, and most importantly, we pray that this nation turns their eyes and their heart to Jesus Christ and God. And so I hope everybody has a great day, and thank you for joining me. And uh, I will return tomorrow. Um, in the studio. All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. And um, 